Thank you, Britta. And thank you for the choice of songs. Amazing today. Shabbat Shalom, everyone. A rabbi and his wife are uh, headed to a conference, and then he came up to me this morning. He says, oh, by the way, you're giving the message. Not just joking. Uh, I've known this, about this for a couple weeks. But, uh, you know, when, when Abraham heard the word go, he heard the word go. There was no doubt about it. Go into a land and see this land that I will show you. God gives Abraham a new name. He gives him a new purpose to make you a great nation. In all creation, they will be blessed because of you. God's desire for each one of us is a new purpose. Our name may not change, but our heart should. Abraham had to go, and he had to go quickly without anything of his old self. I heard the call. The Ruach said, go. I went. And we are all here in this place because at some point in our lives, we heard God say, go. So like Abram, Abraham, we trust that God has the perfect direction for us and for our lives. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, if any are in Messiah, they are a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things become new. We become new in Yeshua. A new spirit resides in us. It is apparent to the person on your block? Perhaps. Is it apparent to the person sitting next to you in an office or in school? Is it apparent to the person sitting right next to you here in this room? I trust that it is. So if we are new creatures, if we are new people in Yeshua, then you have heard the word go, and you are a new creation. So if you have your Bibles, please turn to Colossians 3, and we're going to talk about what it means to take off the old and put on the new. I start in verse 1. Therefore, if you have been raised up with Messiah, keep seeking the things above where Messiah is, sitting at the right hand of God. Focus your mind on the things above and not on the things of this earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Messiah in God. When Messiah, who is your life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. We're going to stop right there real quick. So the intimate connection between Messiah and his people, dead with Messiah and risen with Messiah, the dead to the old and into a new life with him. It is his will that those whom the Father has given him will be with him where he is. Messiah's position is also one of power. The right hand is a symbol of authority. From heaven he shall come to judge the world. And that same power which raised the Messiah from the dead raises souls to life. So what is our state in this? Well, it says to seek. Godliness 
And Messiah likeness is not merely a state. Beloved, this is a life. God's power is manifested in all, but believers themselves have to seek this out. We are not left in ignorance of the object of our search. The passage clearly says we are searching for the things above. What's above? What's above is Him, our Savior, our Messiah. The spiritual, heavenly, holy, pure, sovereign, immutable creator is, what we, is who we search for. The character of those we seek, the life hidden in him, God, Adonai, God, Messiah, and God, the Ruach HaKodesh. My question is, if we are out of his will or out of his word, well, how can we have fellowship with him? How can we have fellowship with one another if our spirits are quenched. See the things that are above is the theme that I want us to bury in our hearts. If anything at all comes from this message, keep seeking the things above where Messiah is. The whole life of the believer is spiritual. Spirituality, in our spiritual nature, we are raised with Yeshua and our life is hidden with him. If we have resurrection life hidden with Yeshua, then after this earthly life is done, the extraordinary begins. So what do we do? Uh, we keep seeking. What, do we, what are we to think? Well, set your, thought, things, uh, set your sights on the things on, on what, are, are, what is above. And what should we expect? Our life revealed in him when he is revealed. So let's ask what, can we, what keeps us from these, these pure and wonderful things of God. Well, they're the earthly things. What are the earthly things that we need to avoid? Well, we're going to continue here in verses 5 through 9, and let's see what that looks like. Therefore, put to death what is earthly in you, Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, and greed. For this is idolatry. Because of such things, God's wrath is coming upon the sons of disobedience. At one time, you also walked in these ways, when you used to live in these ways. But now, set them aside, anger, rage, malice, slander, foul language, do not lie to one another. After all, you have taken off the old self, of these practices. Well, as you can see, fortunately, there is another reality for us. It's a reality of truth and beauty, kindness and virtue, generosity and love. You can find these things right here in this congregation. That's why Melanie and I have been here for three years, and we just still keep falling in love with you all. So why? Why do we have this, this other reality? Well, it says in verses 10 and 11, and you have put on the new self that is being renewed in knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. Here there is no longer Greek nor Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, savage, slave, or free, but Messiah is all and in all. Comparatively, 
Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 writes, Whatever things are true, whatever things are honorable, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is any praise, think about these things. The Apostle Paul is teaching his readers here what the believer's, what the believer's life looks like. Those who have been raised with Messiah need to put to death everything that takes our focus off our Lord and Savior. So we're going to continue with verse 12. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves in tender compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience bearing with one another, and forgiving each other. If anyone has a grievance against another, just as the Lord has pardoned you, you must also pardon others. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfect harmony. Let the shalom of Messiah rule in your hearts. To this shalom you are surely called in one body, and be thankful." Let the word of Messiah dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another with all wisdom in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with gratitude in our hearts to God. And whatever you do in word and deed, do all in the name of Yeshua, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Paul is continuing to show what a life raised with Messiah looks like. Starting in verse 5, Paul gave us a list, list of things to put to death. Beginning in verse 12, Paul describes what spiritual clothing should look like. So Paul is using this letter to the Colossians as a reminder to bring us to the therefore that is all too true in Colossians 3.12. If you are a new creation, holy and beloved, recognize who you are and recognize what God has done for you. We're so easily, we, we so easily forget things. We so easily forget who we are. We see ourselves through the lens of our occupations or our relationships or our self-worth. Uh, and the worst one is, we also tend to look at the opinions of others concerning our worth. Never forget who you are in our beloved Messiah. As verse 10 says, so that you will continue to be renewed in the knowledge after the image of the Creator. So I'm going to go over these next six verses. Uh, this is really the meat of what I wanted to talk about. And we're going to start here again in verse 12. Therefore, as God's chosen and holy people, dearly loved, clothe yourselves in tender compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Compassionate hearts and kindness and humility. I mean, these are all the characteristics of that spiritual clothing that Paul is discussing with us. It's what we put on. God has shown us that these characteristics are in Him. He's not asking us to do anything that He has not already given us the capacity to do. In His nature, 
and we have in, in his very nature we have these things and it's been given to us through that nature god has been compassionate toward us god has been kind toward us he has showed us humility meekness he has shown us patience with our sins only when we see what god has done through messiah can we see a transformed life so forgiving one another verse 13 hearing one and bearing one another and forgiving each other if anyone has a grievance against another just as the lord has pardoned you you must also pardon others how's that working for everyone <laughs> yeah forgiveness is something that's so misunderstood and it's important for us to consider what paul is teaching here about forgiveness we are commanded to forgive in the way God forgave us. Think about what God's forgiveness looks like. God's forgiveness is unconditional, and it is for a specific purpose. It's for restoration and regeneration. You know, there's a saying, forgive and forget. Most of the time it don't work. It is not like we have this magic uh, memory erase button, you know, sitting somewhere where we can forget all the things that have been done against us. What Scripture tells us is that God will remember our sins no more. If God chooses not to remember our sins, we can choose that as well. This is what, we sh what it really means by forgiving and then forgetting. Verse 14, put on love. Above all these, we are to put on love, which is the bond of perfect harmony. Love is the covering that generates all of these actions, beloved. We are to be seeking out the best interests of, interests of others. We are concerned about others ahead of ourselves. Love prevents splits and strife anger and malice. It prevents a multitude of things. Love seeks restoration and love seeks unity. Verse 15, let the shalom of Messiah rule in our hearts. To this shalom you are surely called in one body. Also be thankful. Is peace ruling in your hearts, brothers and sisters? I know it's hard for me, too. Very hard, especially when life happens. I'm going to stop right there real quick. Um, my, the year uh, anniversary of my father's passing was Tuesday. And if it wasn't for this family, with the peace ruling in your hearts toward me and toward my family, that would have been a rather difficult time. So I just wanted to stop and say thank you for each one of you who gave me the peace from your hearts so that I could live in peace with uh, my father's passing. The interesting thing, though, is, is he was not a religious man. He was not a... Um, he, he, he believed in a higher power. He would call him God. But, you know, he came to me. I think one of the greatest things he has ever said to me was, I see what God has done in yours and Melanie's life. And I thought to myself, is if it's evident to him, I hope it's evident to everyone. 
Now, do I struggle with it every day? You bet. Every minute of every day, I try to be that person that my father thought I was. And he's, I told, I told, his, um, I told his wife that um, he's still inspiring me even from the grave. So that was my segue for today. But thank you, all of you, for, uh, for being uh, close to me during that time. So peace, let shalom of Messiah rule in your hearts. To this shalom you were surely called in one body, and be thankful. The peace of Messiah is to rule in our hearts. Paul again is reminding us about what God has done for us. Through Messiah we have peace with God. We were separated from God. We were enemies of God. But through the blood of Yeshua, we now have peace. Messiah has purchased my life. He's purchased your life. And our lives are hidden with him. Therefore, my life purpose and the decisions that I make should be based solely upon his rule in my heart and my life and not my own. Verse 16, let the word of Messiah dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another with all wisdom in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with gratitude in your hearts to God. We should also be singing hearts of gratitude to one another. What a beautiful picture. Let God's word deeply soak into the fabric of our heart. Let God's word richly and deeply just grab a hold. You know, it says in Scripture that we had a heart of stone and it was replaced with a heart of flesh. Flesh absorbs. Flesh is inspired. So let his, let that be richly absorbed into your heart. We should not be content with spiritual snacks, but we should instead desire the meat of God's Word. Let the Word of Messiah dwell in us richly, teaching and admonishing, singing those psalms and hymns and, so and spiritual songs. Paul gives us those who belong to, to Yeshua to be together to learn and grow together, to exhort one another together. We must take advantage of every opportunity to engage one another in these acts with our heart so that the Lord dwells in us richly. So finally, everything by Messiah's authority. Verse 17 and whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Yeshua, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Everything that we do, everything that we say, should be done by the authority of Messiah. This is the mark of the life that is hidden in him, beloved does everything we do represent Messiah in our lives? 
The believer's life should be lived as God's new creation, wearing the appropriate spiritual clothing so that people around us see Messiah in us. Will we have forgiving hearts? Will we desire to reconcile and restore relationships? Love is the power by which we have unity in Messiah's body. We live under his authority and dwell richly in his word. Let us actively put on those spiritual clothes and put off the earthly so that we show God who is truly holy and beloved. Our Lord and our Father, we give you such thanks for the things that you have put in us, given us freely and without any I told you so's. You have given us the very heart of yourself. And for that, we are grateful. But none of these things move us, nor do we even count our own lives as dear to ourselves that we might finish this race together with joy. And the ministry that we have received from you, Lord, is to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. May we always remember where we came from and now who we belong to. In Yeshua's mighty and precious name, we pray. Amen.